Welcome to Gaza Up Close, a podcast by Gisha about what happens when two million people are denied the basic right to freedom of movement. I'm Lital Firestone. Today, we are asking how the closure Israel imposes on Gaza affects women's employment opportunities there. Mariam Avulata is a project manager at the Aisha Association for Women and Child Protection, which advocates for gender integration through economic empowerment and psychosocial support to marginalized groups in the Gaza Strip. Mariam told us that the process of looking for a job in Gaza is extremely difficult, and even more so for women. Taken in consideration being a masculine society, considering the men as the main breadwinner for the family. It was really hard phase for me in my achieving my dream. I tried to find another solution, but I realized that my certificate will not help me finding and securing long-term job. Originally, Mariam envisioned a future where she could help rebuild Gaza. Being architect was a dream since childhood. I was dreaming of my community, my homeland, how it could look like if it was given the chance to develop and prosper. But she quickly realized how many barriers stood in her way. It was a long journey to be architect, but graduation itself is a war zone. I was searching for a job opportunity here and there. I was volunteers and having short-term contracts as internship for graduates for approximately three years. It was really hard to find a job for architects and especially a female architects. I asked the director of Gisha's research department, Salah Mohsin, why it is so difficult for women to find a job in Gaza. He told me, Unemployment rates have risen drastically in the last decade, and in 2018, 42% of, of men were unemployed and 75% of women. Before the closure was imposed, many men held permits that allowed them uh, to work in Israel. But Israel stopped allowing laborers from Gaza to work within its borders in early 2006, and the economy has dwindled ever since. This had massive impact on the job market in Gaza because prior to that, more than 26,000 laborers per day from Gaza entered Israel for work. After the closure, these individuals were compelled to seek work inside the Strip, shrinking the pool of jobs available for women even further. The women in Gaza who do break through the glass ceiling of their own society are faced with the concrete ceiling of Israel's closure, including limitations on the ability to travel and move goods. Mariam said that once she realized her diploma would not help her get a job, it was hard to find the energy to leave the house. I got depressed, but through this long way, long journey to achieve my dream, I realized that there is human rights organization that work to develop and empower the disadvantaged people. My experience working at Aisha, I realized that there is many people who are suffering such as me. And my story is not a personal story, it's the story of all women in such context. Khulu Juwefil, who works with Mariam at the Aisha Association, and who we heard from in episode one, told us that even people who find a job in Gaza often still face massive financial burdens. Salaries is not that high. If, if, if actually, uh, if uh, female graduates want to attend this job maybe in the Gaza, 
Gaza City and she lives in Rafah City, she has to pay her salaries as transportations. So, you know, because generally the economic situation is getting worse and worse, graduates generally can't find a job. Mahal Masri, who runs an organization in Gaza that supports women in agriculture, told us, We are detecting a drop in the number of women working in agriculture, even among women who have land. Because of the closure, more and more women leave the sector because the work doesn't pay. Farming is hard work, and the income doesn't justify the effort. The economic and emotional burdens of life in Gaza weigh especially heavy on women. Khulud said she unfortunately sees cases like this every day. It's not that easy to, to listen to those women that are suffering. You know, whenever a woman comes and complaining, she starts to, to cry. Her made babies or children that she, she's coming with start to cry. So we're trying to do our best, but we need a, maybe a turning point in dealing with women. We don't have enough organizations in the Gaza Strip that can provide a real intervention for those cases that are suffering, or women, especially women. However, through small initiatives such as Maha's work helping women in agriculture attain financial independence, the women of Gaza persist. Maha told us there's a lot of untapped potential in Gaza and that women are full of talent, motivation, and leadership skills. However, women who tend to work in civil society organizations, the public sector, or small businesses, don't meet the criteria set by Israel to receive a permit to travel from Gaza or to move goods. They need the freedom to travel in order to market their goods and acquire crucial professional tools and skills that are unavailable in the Strip. Today we heard from Mariam Abuelata, Khulu Juefil, and Mahal Masri about some of the barriers to employment women in Gaza face, many due to Israel's closure. Women are integral to the advancement and development of any economy and deserve access to professional opportunities. To learn about Kishah's policy recommendations for expanding access to educational and work opportunities for residents of Gaza, listen to the next episode. Thanks for listening to Gaza Up Close.